Super GG Radio is an NPR of Illinois Community Voices podcast and brought to you by our Patreon and the Giving for Good Network. The GG Network is a platform for content creators to elevate independent artists while leveraging Patreon for charity. If you subscribe to our Patreon, you can have a say in what we make, what indie games we cover, and help spread the word. Find us at patreon.com slash superggradio or givinggood.network to learn more. What's good, Internet, and welcome to session 144 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. I'm your host and Jeff Keeley of today's 2021 Super GG Awards. Uh, also go by Eric Getty Gettinger. I don't, I don't really know why we need this reference, but thank you, Joel. With me this week is Death Stranding cameo himself, Alex Arona. This reference is as stale as that can of Monster Energy drink sitting on your kitchen counter. Also, were Game of the Year episodes numbered? I Does it matter? Uh, no. Wait, my counter? You know I don't drink Monster. That's just you. I'm a, No, I'm a Red Bull guy. All day. Really? Yeah, Red Bull. Had like okay. three of them yesterday. Probably not but, good. But how many Monster Energy drinks did you consume during your playthrough of Death Stranding? Oh, they give you that number too. They Are actually they? give you that. Yeah, at the end of the game, they give you that number. I'll have to look. I have it. I have. I have a screenshot somewhere. I'll, co- I'll get, come back to me on this one. Definitely coming back to you. All right. Uh, you know that some references are timeless, though, Alex. So if you could chop chop with that number, I really need it. Also, with this this week is video a game video game award winner uh, who wasn't broadcast on the program. So if you watch the video game awards, they ran through a whole bunch of categories and. Gave him zero time. Uh, that's our man, Joel DeWitt. Yeah, I'd like to thank the Academy for... Uh, I think that's probably as much as you deserve. Wrap it up! <laughs> can we can we add music to that, or is that going to get us stricken here? Depends on the music. Joel, look, at, look, see if you can find some award wrap-up music. Done. I feel like that might be... Uh, uh, you know what? Yeah, do it if you can. Otherwise, this episode's already a train wreck. We're recording outside of our normal time. Everything's completely thrown off. It's the game of the year episode. Nothing's gonna go right. It's a holiday. Uh, yeah, pretty much. We're between Christmas and New Year's at this point. Nobody even knows what day of the week it is. Uh, last with us is uh, Master Blaster Alec Parks. Hey, Alec. You know, every time these come up on my Steam list for 50% off, I keep going, I should really buy those games. And can you give us an example? I did not. <laughs> He's no, not Matt, prepared. I'm talking about Master Blaster. Oh, okay. oh. There well, were a I... couple new ones, right? Yeah, there's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. three now. Oh, they're multiplying. Yeah. Yes. Again, train wreck. Getty? Yeah. Let's just, tell the, let's, just, let's just be honest with the listeners. Peek behind the curtain. This is the holidays. Two-thirds of this podcast is not wearing pants. Do that math. Two-thirds of the podcast is not wearing pants, and... Four fifths didn't prepare for this. Let, let's see. So that's four sixths. <laughs> He's gonna and, do the. Uh, no, get, get us out of here. Eight twelve. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking I'm us. I'm wearing a skirt. So, so wait, wait, wait. That's so. all right. Traditional format. We're throwing it to the the wind. There's gonna be a. a uh, we're we're basically gonna go through some of our favorite games that we played on the podcast this year. Uh, some favorite backlog. 
We're going to talk about games that we beat that we wish we hadn't, and uh, games that we wish we had more time for. You know, we're, we're really going to keep it loose this week, but also give everybody an opportunity to make sure that they're heard, maybe. So, end of the year review, guys. Let's do it. Let's get ready. Let's run. Uh, episode title is going to be Getty's Game Extravaganza, brought to you by Super GG Radio. Copyright, you know, all that. You can't change it. I already called Hashtag it. Hashtag Monster Energy. Uh, you can't do that either. <laughs> You're really trying to get us in trouble here. All right, so uh, we're going to start it off uh, like we do most episodes, talk about early adopters, alphas, betas, and uh, games that haven't been released completely yet. So top top game from this year. Uh, we do play a lot of early adopters on the podcast, and uh, I'm going to jump right in, guys. So in sound mind, I'm going to remind you back when we were on our horror game binge, in sound mind, first person uh, survival horror, a lot of exploration. You play as a psychiatric doctor, and you are diving into the memories of your patients and trying to figure out what happened because it's also got mystery elements to it. You guys, is that what that game's about? Yeah, I was out that week. Were yeah. you? Yes. Yeah, you I missed the... out. It's pretty it's, good. Yeah, it's really good. I actually <laughs> bought it when it came out. Played it. Should definitely. What, what what drew you to it? Uh, there was a lot going on with it, but one of the really key elements to it, uh, you can pet the cat. Don't mess with don't mess with my emotions, Getty. I'm not kidding. That's that's a trophy in the game that you can pet the cat. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I think you do it and it unlocks and it's like best game ever. I think there's a website that tracks if you can pet the dog. Ooh, in yes. games? Yeah. Yes, that's a that's a Twitter handle. You should for sure check this game out too. Uh it is now out. Unlike some of these other games that we're going to talk about. So uh, I, I kind of want to keep the format kind of similar as we go from game to game. So let's, or from category to category, and then we can talk about all the games. Let's do, uh, oh, I botched this because all the other categories are wiggity whack now. <laughs> you know what? That's fine. We'll just go according to the doc guys. So Alex, why don't you, uh, tell us about your top early adopters from this year? Uh, well, I also want to say that we played 97 games pre-release, uh, real quick, get I'm gonna run through uh, no, all of them. Not, not, <laughs> not gonna happen. That's a podcast uh, in itself. Uh, the the games that I picked were Spider Heck, the multiplayer spider game uh, that reminded me a lot of Stick Fight, where you get different silly weapons, but like you get a bazooka that'll blast your spider half across the screen. Um, the web swinging and uh, gravity mechanics are out of this world in a perfect party game. And Fights in Tight Spaces, the turn-based card battler where uh, it kind of feels like a John Wick, but uh, each move and maneuver is a card. I still come back to Fights in Tight Spaces and pick out a couple levels and then go away for again for like a week or two. So uh, Fights in Tight Spaces has still stuck with me. Yeah, that's also a rogue game, isn't it? You can progress a little bit of the skills that you obtain afterwards or is it mostly not that way uh you can you can okay. and then uh again you have runs and there are multi- varying different 
uh, like maps, but there are, so there's like, you know, like a big map that you can pick different sections, go left or go right and choose where you're going. But there are, I think, uh, four of those. Yeah. So run based. Okay. Yep. Let's uh, take it to Joel. What do you got for us? Okay. Uh, my dot two. Uh, first of all, Jack moves. So Jack, uh, moves. Jack moves this earlier this year was a RPG, a uh, very cyberpunky aesthetic, uh, following a girl and, and one, it was a really great pixel art, like very detailed in, in that way that, uh, you know, not too often you see and the whole battle system where like, as you're battling, there's this green and black sort of grid line moving around. Your attacks, I think, are sort of like computer chip type moves where like, it, instead of being like magic or whatever, it'd be like augments instead. So it, it just thematically it works really well. It seems like a basic enough RPG system that I could get comfortable with and it would sort of be my speed. Uh, so it is one I'm very curious about to see where it goes as uh, it gets closer to release. The yeah. other... Yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say that was one that I had missed during the course of the the year. Uh, I can't remember. We got codes to beta test that one, yeah? believe so. Okay, so some of the games we will get codes to beta test, so not everybody gets to play them, but still something that after you guys had explained it, I I do want to try that out too. Yeah, it's worth noting we do have a beta breakdown on our YouTube channel for it, so if anybody's curious to see more, uh, you can Ooh. see us play through some of that as well. Good call. We should definitely uh, cross-advertise that stuff on the side <laughs> of the episodes. I feel like that's good marketing. We have yeah. one for Fights in Tight Spaces and for... Uh, no, your your turn's done. Yeah, no, but if he, has, <laughs> if he has information that I need, he's allowed to talk. Mm. All right. And also, I was just going to say that uh, I plan on making one for Spider Heck. Uh, continue, Joel. Sorry. No, well, and there's not. you know the one that Joel and I have been trying to schedule for three months. Yes, we'll get there someday. May- maybe before the actual game releases, we'll see. <laughs> the uh, second one, I, I mean, quick shout out to Not Tonight Two. I'm not going to go into it, but it's very uh, much Not Tonight One, but more refined and further developed into a full flesh game. Uh, but the other one I wanted to mention was actually Battle Bands. Uh, battle battle bands really impressed me with one it is a very complete card battle game uh two the premise is great being the sort of indie rock band touring and and being in battle the bands with these different bands and stuff and it just i'm a sucker for music games where like you can make it so it's multi-layered or having inputs where it adds different layers of the instruments or songs to it what I love about a lot of games where it'll sort of have these musical accents as you roll through it and it hits a lot of those notes so it's it is up my alley and it'll probably end up on my playlist eventually for sure yeah that was a lot of fun and I can't wait to see what they do with the multiplayer for it if we can get everybody on the podcast to jump in and play an instrument I think it could be a lot of fun possibly for a beta breakdown possibly for a beta breakdown you guys, did you know that we have a YouTube channel? We have a YouTube channel? No, no they don't do. know. <laughs> you know, sometimes we also do stuff on Twitch. But Twitch.tv slash radio. I don't know what Twitch is, so... Yeah. 
All right. Now, the rest of the categories. Uh... Wait, hold on. Did whoa, Alec talk whoa, about whoa, his? Whoa, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to pull a fast one on him. <laughs> See if we could uh, sneak it past him. All right, Alec. Pull a sneaky on me. Uh, actually, this is going to be really quick. Uh, my my uh, beta of the year goes to Whisker Squadron. It was a Star Fox-style game, Rogue light where you're going through the different levels in your ship you don't get health refills every time every new level and it's one of the few that i backed to continue getting the betas yep kickstarted that yes i believe that that is also on the beta breakdown list no it's one that that's the one that joel and i have been trying to schedule for three months yeah, so <laughs> it will maybe exist one day. One can That's hope. Right. We okay. have big plans for 2021. 2021. We have we big plans for 2021. Uh, what <laughs> year is it? <laughs> I don't remember what year it is. Uh, we're recording this in 2020, so... These are all predictions. Today's Sunday, tomorrow's 2022, right? Yeah. Is that how that works? Absolutely. It's a right. new week and a new year. Uh-huh. Little victories. that We never have victories on this <laughs> podcast. Uh, it's mostly just us beating each other up. Speaking of beating each other up, Woo! let's take it over to the, the backlog here. So this year we have Alex's favorite backlog game brought to you by Joel Mansplaining Roblox. Can we call? I, I feel like mansplaining while funny, uh, and throws Joel under the bus. I feel like also is it isn't a correct accurate for what happened that episode while I was gone. I want to call it dad splaining. Oh, dad splaining. Dad Total dad splaining. <laughs> All right. Yeah, because it was only from the reference point of hey, I watched my kids play this game for like a hundred hours. True. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll allow it. Okay. All right. Fine. Joel game-splaining Roblox? Dad-splaining. Game-splaining. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so favorite backlog games. After our early adopter segment and after we uh, have a difficult time with the news, because, you know, if you're coming to the Super GG Radio for breaking, breaking news in the video game world, maybe not. I hope that everybody's hanging out to listen to us talk about games. Especially those that uh, have been out for a little bit, while, uh, for a little bit, but we're trying to, you know, make it through them and try and catch up with our ever-expanding backlog. This there year, u- there used to be there used to be a best news story of the year, our first game of the year episode, and then it just ended up being like, I don't know, this guy uh, was was very sexually explicitly offensive. Okay, this is not a fun category anymore. <laughs> no, I again, I feel like the news. While it's important to know what's going on, we we don't need to focus on it as much. I'm sure that there's much better outlets for people to explore, um, and I'm not good at at doing the news, so I'm not Ron Burgundy. Please don't consider me Ron Burgundy. I'm Ron Burgundy. Yeah, Alex is the, the Ron Burgundy of this podcast. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> All right, so this is about where I started to botch up the categories, but. All right, uh, this time we're going to start with Alec, so I don't forget that he's part of this podcast. I mean, it's easy to do. I'm 50-50 at best. Eh, it's okay. Uh, favorite, he's loosely associated. 
favorite backlog game of the year? Oh, my favorite is always Axiom Verge uh, when I beat it in a year. It uh, It's a Metroidvania. It was the first 2D released in a while. Uh, recently re-beat it in the anticipation of uh, Axiom Verge 2. Yep. But what I love about it is it has randomized areas that you are corruptions throughout the world, and you get power-ups in there that are randomized. So each game is a little bit different. Slightly hmm. different? Slightly. And this isn't and some random randomizer you found online to plug <laughs> in? Nope. Hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, we know that that's a, a staple of Alex game time yeah. randomizers. Like, they keep games fresh. Hey, I just found him a Steam randomizer that'll just pick a game at random for him. So it's like the, making his life the ultimate randomizer. It's it's very meta. <laughs> Stay random. We need that. <laughs> uh, not very random. Jumping to myself. Favorite backlog game. Did you guys know that they re-released Mass Effect this year? What's Mass Effect? Exactly. Did you know that they re-released Alan Wake this year? Uh, yeah, well... I'm only sticking to one game per category, unlike my co-hosts here. But I went with Mass Effect, even though it was the the entire trilogy. I am a sucker for these games. I will always play them. The replayability on it, even though it can be a little tedious at times, uh, maybe monotonous, but you can vary in what order you do things a little bit, at least for 2 and 3. This is uh, a... Something that I love, something I will continue to play, hoping that the next game is coming out soon, but I'm sure they're going to keep me waiting. Go play Mass Effect. Yeah. Kept you waiting, huh? <laughs> Always. It. I love the IP. It's it's just something about it. It's almost right. like you have it tattooed on you. Uh, you can't prove that. <laughs> <laughs> There's no pictures on the internet. I know that you have them. Please, please yeah. don't share them. <laughs> All right, Alex, tell me about your games, backlog games. Uh, my favorite backlog games of the year were, uh, obviously, I picked two of them. Uh, Frog, <laughs> Fra- Frog Fractions 3, I felt like, uh, you know, playing that to kind of uh, appease the Kevins of the world because of uh, making him play all the Metal Gears. But I felt like Frog Fractions 3 really actively gave a full circle like ending to a really weird series and uh i like the fact that he turned it into something that actually it felt like it was a it was a goodbye and uh, i think that that's a that's a really positive thing to like have a have a character that you made on a whim become a hit and then after three games say goodbye hmm uh, and then speaking of goodbyes, uh, Kentucky Route Zero. I play. I I bought this game when there was only two episodes, and then I never touched it again, and I forgot. And I the last episode came out I think a year or two ago. Uh, going through that game, it felt uh, it was a it was a very good emotional piece for me that uh, I would I would that was when I would play games uh, like seven in the morning for an hour before I started work. So I would get up, have coffee, play Kentucky Route Zero, and it was a very, it was like reading, it was like reading a novel. It just was like really nice and uh, felt like it had very heavy meaning in every in every orifice of that game. So uh, at the end, saying goodbye to those characters and that world was very very good to me, and it had a very it had a, it had a good emotional impact. So 
Joel and I made the same face when you said Orifice. Yeah, that was a very interesting verbal choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> said what I said. <laughs> said what I said. Uh, Orifice. Yep. <clears throat> I can't take that seriously. All right, Joel. Favorite backlog game that you played this year? Okay. Uh, Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight is a very special game. Um, first of all, just the core gameplay is great. Uh, the little knight is not quick, but he is very fluid to move. Uh, the actions of actually attacking it is swift in a nice way. And then the badge system of being able to mix and match them with different abilities, it actually meaningfully changes the way you approach battles depending on how you do it like they have the rotating shield stuff where you can use as extra buffer they've got ones where it extends your nail so it can hit range launder and, and projectiles and uh health boosts in a way that it again it just really changes things up that would be great in itself but then just the the fringe and the frills around it is great uh environmentally it is a beautiful game uh, lots of deep darts and, and bright whites with uh, the occasional bit of color, depending on what zone of the world you're in. Uh, very moody in each section, and that that's a, and a due to a lot of part because of its music. The, the soundtrack is perfect for what it is. Uh, very environmentally sound. So the starting areas have this very mysterious kind of of uh, wine and wane to them and then as you get deeper into the uh different areas you know the the deeper parts feel empty in a very meaningful way whereas different parts where there's growth it it sounds a little bit more alive in the music so it it is a great game with a almost flawless package and uh i'm a sucker because i had the did it on physical too you got the so physical copy I, on switch i had to just like this it is a long game but like i absolutely see myself playing this again next year because it's mm-hmm. the kind of game you really want to revisit the world if it uh, grabbed you the same way it did for me it's my game of the generation i i'm definitely gonna say that i know that most of the podcast is looking forward to Silk Song if and when it ever comes out. It's probably got a little bit longer that it has to wait in the oven before we'll get to see it. But still a very, very good game. Definitely check it out. So should we boffinata over to the next category? Beautiful. <laughs> Fantastic. I had, nice. I had to throw it in there. You left me alone. Alex is coherent this week, so... Actually, um, can we get a quick break? Oh, you want to do a break? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we are going to disappear and reappear with more categories for you shortly. We are back, back with top game you wish you had not, oh wait, no, that's a different category. This is going to be top game you wish you had time to beat. Man, these categories need some reworking, guys. I don't, 
don't know. Who picked this junk? Was it me? My apologies. My apologies. I, I think it was it was poor planning on the entire podcast. All right, so you always you always you just say you're the new guy and then blame the last guy. You know, I can do that because you had full reign of the podcast for like 140 episodes. So yeah, like it's you could do that. I can blame. Uh, now, I was going to ask how much time I have to do that, but let's uh, let's forego that. We'll uh, have a discussion off air. So this is Alex's top games. You wish you had time to play this year uh and it's brought to you by poor use of hashtags that's right none of us know how to use the twitter hashtag game of the year january 2022 uh that's too soon yeah also that's too many letters is it i i think (laughs) again don't know how hashtags work so unfortunately uh we're all in trouble here all right so for me the top game that i wish i had time to play uh, that i didn't get to beat this year was inscription so Inscription is a rogue light card battler. As you progress through the map, you encounter different and weird things. Uh, the aesthetic of it is strange and very appealing because of the dark nature of it. Your character's basically trapped in a cabin, fighting for his life by playing a card game with this creepy guy who will switch masks and do everything in his power to defeat you. And when you when you inevitably lose uh it gets even worse he takes a picture of you with a polaroid and uh, you do get to use the polaroid as a character later but it's just so dark so strange but very appealing in the card battler sense so uh two two of the members of the podcast already beat it i just wish that i had gotten it sooner so that i could make a bigger dent in it this year uh with that alex what do you want to bring to the table uh as i have made consistent through the first half of this podcast i will pick two because i can't pick um can a bridge of spirits uh i you have raved about it getty you're writing a a really thoughtful piece on it and uh it had been on my list for a bit but you again you you raved about it so much that uh, it definitely piqued my interest. So having beat Deathloop and Guardians of the Galaxy, I felt it was a good time to just jump into Kenna. I have roughly played two hours, and uh, within 30 seconds, I texted you and said, okay, yeah, Getty, I see you. I see why you were impressed. I see it It does the Pixar, everything is beautifully rendered. And uh, I felt like that uh, everything felt alive. It felt like a movie. I was playing a movie. Uh, and I had uh, no qualms with that. And in fact, I had just beaten the gunk, and I felt like the gunk was everything that Kenna was, but taken down a, a, a step. Mm. Yeah. So everything was beautifully animated, except for the faces. So when they talked, it was very off-putting. <laughs> Stuff like that. It's just like, I feel like the, Kenna has already improved my previous experience of beating the gunk. We'll, uh, uh, we'll come back to that because I'm definitely going to have us use it uh, in the backlog in the coming weeks. Yeah. And then um, lastly, uh, Monster Hunter Rise. I just, for some reason, I couldn't wrap my head around uh, <laughs> playing Monster Hunter. I tried. You know what I think it is, though, and now that it's coming to me? I don't play my Switch docked ever. So games that I play on it are that fe- are games that feel good handheld. So I can't imagine maybe my, whenever I played, my, when I... 
I really enjoyed Monster Hunter World because I was playing it on a bigger screen. So maybe I just, I think this year I'm going to just put it docked and then try to push through Monster Hunter because I really like what it did. I had no complaints. I just wasn't in the mood. And maybe that's why. Yeah. No, I definitely feel that anytime I have the Switch in my hands, I feel like I don't have to focus it as much. I can do a couple of different things, but Monster Hunter is not really a game that you can try and do a bununch of stuff and play Monster Hunter. You really I feel like to... it's not a short burst game. I feel like hunts take like 35 minutes. yep and I, and I think that that's what I was trying to do is trying to short burst a game that doesn't isn't made for that. So you gotta focus down there, Alex. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's on me. I'll take the responsibility. All right, because I forgot Alec. That's okay. I'm used to it. <laughs> um, my game that I wish I had more time for was Shin Megami Tensei Five. Um, I love the series. I haven't actually beaten any of the games, but uh, I've well, I've, the Devil Summoner ones, but that's those are a little different. Uh, this one I've gotten a chunk of the way into it, but I put down my Switch, and when I put down my Switch, it gets put down for like a month and a half and that's about how long it's been out so i wish i had spent more time on it before i put down the switch mm-hmm. it, it wasn't big brother the, big yeah. brother the site phil uh is a big fan he borrowed my 3ds for a year just because he wanted to play three and uh or four and uh, i think uh, we joel got us a copy so he borrowed it first and i could tell you right now he is uh he's had it for a week and he's I think he's probably two-thirds of the way done. And I'm with you, Alec. It's not on my list, but like I've put a couple hours into it. It's very good. I uh, I look forward to finishing it early 2022. It'll probably take me to like 2025. <laughs> it's it's going to be a, a bit... I think I'm almost 30 hours in, and I think that I'm... I don't know. I don't know where I'm at. I... I <laughs> It's a long game. It's a real long game. All right. Uh, Joel, what do you wish you had beaten this year? So I'm going to pull an Alex. I've got two. Um, At least it isn't five. No, no. Uh, Guilty Gear Strive. Um, I was so excited to play that game uh, because it just, it looks beautiful. It's been a long time since I've really chewed my, uh, chewed up a fighter. And Guilty Gear is one of them that I have a special spot in my heart because I've been playing them since playstation 2 uh it just slipped by me like everything got so busy around when it came out and there were other games that sort of came out that had hype that it kind of slipped in the background and uh i i regret that and it's it's on my doctor for next year to try to do it but uh it feels weird spending 60 dollars on a game that i maybe played for like 45 minutes so uh there's that and then another one is uh near replicant and so I did jump on that one on a, a decent point where I could get a couple bucks off. Uh, I loved near Automata, and I just, uh, like Strive, just didn't find the time for it, got caught up in other things. So a couple of games I know I will be chewing through 2022, but I really wish I had time to play it this year. Mm-hmm. I want to go through and get the other the the real ending so you have to beat it i believe three times and i only beat it the once so mm-hmm. i definitely want to go back to that one joel's like yeah uh-huh i'll be lucky <laughs> if i played through it once thanks alex <laughs> yeah again long game but i 
from everything that uh, Mr. Rona has told us here on the podcast, it's definitely worth a playthrough. It's got some bad elements to it. I guess the map isn't as big. Or you, the way you were explaining it, the areas are sectioned off in a peculiar way, but the story is still worth a playthrough. Yeah, for sure. All right. We're, uh, we're getting there, guys. So this next category is very near and dear to my heart. Um, as we like to brag and, and race to see how many games that we can finish during the year, there's always going to be those games that are, uh, you know, big stinkers or something that we didn't enjoy as much. I'm not going to say that the game is bad, but it's not what we wanted, I, I guess. So the game you wish you didn't beat is brought to you by, uh, I guess, us. It's Super GG Radio. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll let Alec take it away with his. So Metroid Fusion. It's a GBA game. It was the first 2D Metroid to come out since uh, Super Metroid. Um, and I was just so excited for Metroid Dread that I went out and beat the last 2D to come out. Because... Uh, Return of Samus, yeah, I don't count that one. <laughs> and it just, I beat it and I was like, oh, that, that doesn't do it for me. I really still doesn't do anything to abate my longing for Dread release, which then came out and got beaten twice. Only <laughs> tw- I thought you uh, three times did Oh, I did. I didn't put the third time in my uh, beat list. There we go. Twice was enough. (laughs) (laughs) But was it? You made your point. All right. You beat the crap out of that game. I did. So uh, for me, I think that anybody who listens to the podcast, this probably won't be a a big surprise. Uh, Very controversial choice. 12 minutes. Game I... (sighs) Shame on you. They did a lot stylistically and story-wise that I don't think that I appreciated, but at the same time, I I don't know. The use of the voice actors, they got high-profile pro- high voice actors for it, uh, people that you normally wouldn't hear in games, but the story was just that... I, I guess I didn't enjoy it as much. I... I won't knock it. It does some different things. It is the year of the time loop. But I maybe I'm just not at the point in my life where I appreciate it enough. 12 minutes, not not something that I would probably go back to anytime soon. Alex, what do you got? Uh, like you, I wasn't uh, super uh, superly thrilled with 12 minutes. I felt like... Uh, by the end, I was more curious that that was the weird. That was the the option for them was to tell that story. I mm-hmm. felt like that was a that was a weird choice to me. I felt like you could have taken that story in a lot of different ways, and I feel like that that one story was just uh, it felt weird to me. Um, but uh, also, uh, you know, Bladed Fury I played, and that one kind of bored me. But uh, uh, the one I'm thinking about when I think about this is the Big Con. It was a story-based adventure game set in the 90s with a lot of, like, 90s attitude and highlighter hot pink colors. Uh, the reason is, is that uh, it was a story about a girl trying to raise money for her mother, 
uh, by learning how to con people and pickpocket people. And in the end, it the it just kind of does a sitcom wrap up where it goes where she gets the money, and then everything is just fine. And I felt like that was a real huge disservice to the character that there was no growth and uh, she just traveled the country robbing people and pickpocketing people and taking advantage of people. And then by the end, the story, the, the, the really is no moral. It's like, Oh, well that was fine. Glad I could help. I just stole a bunch of money and it's fine. So it didn't, it didn't feel good. It felt uh, just kind of crappy. By the end, I didn't like the character or that story. Like, uh, I liked I, I liked it until the end, and then I said, "Oh, I'm like, oh, she's gonna learn that this is a bad thing to do, and that you shouldn't steal from people. There's gonna be a turnaround, right?" It's no. kind of like that moment where it, it it leads you up to the like, maybe I should stab my wife. Yeah, that oh, seems yes. like the, that's where the game wants me to go, right, Joel? That feels like critique. <laughs> that feels like more critique about me than the game itself. You know, <laughs> the game allows you to do it, so it gives you the option that if you. I'm still on my 12 minute uh, rampage here, Joel. Well, hold on. Let's just let's just let's <laughs> let's just let's just say that I stabbing your wife is an option, but it doesn't. It isn't part of the solution. The part of the solution oh, is yeah. to drug your wife. Well, <laughs> your pregnant wife. No, and like I'm not saying that like oh you can kill yourself and that's kind of dark in the game, but that's not part of the solution. The solution is to drug your pregnant wife. Right. It 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 raises I guess a lot of questions. Better than stabbing. I guess. Uh, Maybe you have to do a lot of questionable stuff, right? Let's put it that way. It, it it hinges on the idea that like your character is reaching the end towards madness, and, and in that sense, you take desperate measures if you feel like like the the whole. I don't want to get into this too much. Uh, <laughs> the whole like loop sequence is about like trying to understand that you know are there technically consequences or is it technically like bad if none of it's real and the answer is yes but like it's it's toying with those ideas you know but and, as a person could you could you go back psychologically after having done those actions uh, uh, whatever this is a story for uh, this, another day yeah, yeah the thought exercise is pretty well worn it, it bothers me on a few different levels but joel uh, tell us what do you have a game that you wish you didn't beat yeah, so this one falls under the category of I'm not mad, just disappointed. Um, <laughs> that was me with the big con. So Metopia is a game uh. that I reviewed for Nintendo World Report. And uh, the thing about it is that it's a very cute, lighter fare RPG. Um, it's clearly meant for somebody just wanting very casual stuff or somebody with children that can kind of enjoy it. Very cute uh, style, very uh, endearing like story and dialogue. It just drags on way too long. And there is not any depth that can sort of make it compelling enough to continue. And so I found myself playing a lot of hours of something that was kind of middling when I was hoping to be something more than that. Mm. It's okay. There's always next year. Metopia 2, is that what you're telling No, I mean, you can always avoid it. You don't don't take the review for Metopia 2. Mm-hmm. But they fixed all the things I didn't like, they told me. Yeah. So you're did we. So did we. But yet... Here we are. Yeah, here we are. 
Uh, all right. So I guess that leads us to the moment that everybody's been waiting for. To know what it is. What is our game of the year for each of the hosts of this podcast? So, Mine's doubly weighted. <laughs> it's not. It's absolutely. Oh, <laughs> uh, I was going to say. Uh, That's well, not how this works. Here we go. Joel's favorite game of the year. Your game of the year brought to you by Alex using Google. If you are a fan of the podcast, you will know that Alex. Uh... <laughs> hey, I Google real good. <laughs> Do you? Actually, that was a there was a there was a, a joke yesterday where like uh, my brother-in-law asked me. He's like, "Hey, I need I need to help." He thought for some he bought a new PC, and for some reason, he wasn't sure if he actually got a thirty eighty. And he goes, "I see it there. It says thirty eighty, but I don't trust it." <laughs> And I, and, I, and I literally pull up Google and I say, how do you find out your GPU? I type into his computer and it says 3080 news. How did you do that? And I just show him my screen and it shows him the Google search. <laughs> You're going to get better, man. Trust me. I'm getting better. It's a process. And if nothing else, Robin will teach you how to do it. Oh, man. I'm, I'm <laughs> waiting for her. She's already trying to send me text messages. That's the lawn yep. play. <laughs> Business baby. At it again. Uh... Let's uh, flip the script here. Joel, what do you got? So it was close, but my favorite was Death Store. Uh, Death Store, you play as a Grim Reaper crow going around and capturing large spirits that got sort of carried away, and, and you need to sort of defeat these big, stale monsters. Uh, it is... It reminds me in Hollow Knight in that is just a tightly wound, well-developed world. Uh, the gameplay is very sound. I don't want to use Zelda light because that's not really true, but mm-hmm. it is that sort of top-down-ish kind of overworld uh, dodging and attacking. It's okay, I'll, I'll say it, Joel. Uh, no, it's it's probably more souls light than uh, Zelda light if you want okay. to go that far. Uh, but uh, once again, very uh, well use of music. Very nice looking. It's not going to be like the most high definition like uh, thing, but the out the art style is is very uh, well purposed for it, and the gameplay is again very sound, uh, and the characters are very endearing or funny, and the story works well for what it is. It's there are higher highs in some of the games I played this year, but this is the more complete package of what I played this year. Are are you planning on going back for the end game? No. Absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I still have it installed because I want to do that because there's uh, supposedly whole other bosses. I like the mm. idea of it. I don't have it in me. <laughs> mm. I feel, yeah, I, I, it, I'm just excited because it does feel like uh, it's not, it's not replaying it. It's not, it's not doing the same things over and over again. There's actually now quests and stuff that will eventually lead to like bonus bosses. And I don't think it's like overly long from my understanding. So I, I'm, I'm going to go back for it for sure. Interesting. All right. Alex. What do you got? Uh, let's see. Mine was Inscription. Uh, I liked uh, that developer's games uh, previously. I liked. Uh, I played Pony Island. Daniel, Mul- Daniel Mullins on... I played Pony Island on uh, Extra Life one year. So I kind of have a... I, it, those games are very fun to me. I always am really big into meta games that kind of break the fourth wall. And uh, just in general, I like, uh, you know, I had a little personal conversation with myself. And of course, I, I mentioned it to you guys that 
uh, certain uh, rogue style games, I like to find builds that make me feel powerful. And I felt like inscription on several occasions, I found several different builds that were completely different and played completely different, but just made me feel like I'm like, oh man, they shouldn't have let me do this. This breaks the game entirely. And then I would still lose, but it always, the, having that, that hit of adrenaline was uh, fantastic. So I, I like that when they, when a game can make me feel super powerful. In, inscription, inscription was definitely my close second. Uh, you nailed it on the head. The the card game is definitely sound and understandable, but they give you enough inputs to break the game totally, where you become a powerhouse. And and there's different ways you can break the game that are all meaningfully usable. Uh, and then the game expands itself in ways, and the story in ways that are completely unpredictable. And, uh, Daddy, I'm real curious to see your thoughts once you actually roll through the finish of it. It, it seems like the game that's totally up your alley, and it really takes you on a journey. Yeah, it was trolling me already. I got <laughs> one of the bosses to steamroll me because I was going too fast. Yeah, yep. I doubt yep. <laughs> You have to play the game. You can't try and uh, cheese it. you got to do what I- the guy wants. I think that only happens once, but it's very funny when it does. Just goes, nope, too fast. And, and it's in general, like, just very cool that it's not the card game. There's actually this, like, branching path tabletop game that's integrated in it and boss battles. Like, the boss battle concept is cool in and of itself, too. And mean. And mean. Very mean. All right. Alec, what do you got? Well, I alluded to it earlier, but. It's Metroid Dread. Mm. This was a fantastic conclusion to the 2D Metroid line. Uh, Played fast. I just wish it had a built-in randomizer. Of course. Okay. Which feels this feels like it would have like a like it would benefit from for sure. Oh yes. I think uh, I'm sure somebody will introduce one at some point, but. Until then, I guess that just leaves me. So, I uh, really enjoyed Kenna Bridge of Spirits. It is definitely my game of the year, favorite game that was released. If we really want to pick on indies, also favorite indie, the studio that put it out, completely surprised by everything that they were able to do. won some accolades at the video game awards this year and i think that if this is any indication of what that studio can do then we're gonna see them a lot more but between the story the picturesque landscapes the the narrative that's woven in there it's a very emotional journey and something that i highly recommend that everybody give the opportunity to play the most ridiculous part, and Alex has played two hours, he'll tell you the little rot spirits that follow you around. They're so cute. You can take the opportunity to sit down with them. Uh, the little guy can give you a kiss on the cheek. He can jump on your head, do a little dance. And the hats that you give them, its it feels ridiculous to say it, but it uh, it's really cute to watch little guys with hats chase after you in in the world so i do have, i do have mini beef with that 
uh, with the hats the store doesn't give you any sound notification when you purchase a hat so i <laughs> thought i wasn't looking at anything but the hat and it wasn't telling me i bought the hat i just kept clicking it until i realized i had bought the same hat like seven times and spent all my currency but you can then equip that hat seven times because you have seven copies of it but i had there was five other hats that i, wa- I wanted them to have different hats well, if that's your biggest beef with the game, then... Yep, that's my biggest beef with the game. <laughs> Is how many hats that you can get? No, don't worry, man. No, no, that the, there's no tone for the purchase. There's but like 40-something hats. And they I know, just, and also they I've, I've, already, I've already gotten all of my... Uh, I've already gotten all of that currency back and more. So it's like absolutely not an actual problem. I just thought that was very like, I was like, I'm clicking the button and I'm not hearing any sounds to say I purchased it. And then all of a sudden I look and it's like, oh, my number's going down. Oh no. (laughs) And then I look and all my guys have the same hat. They all have little cake on their head. (laughs) Yep. But I highly recommend it. Everybody should give it a shot. I think that's, uh, I think we're ready to call it a wrap on the year, guys. Mm-hmm. So to do things uh, a smidge differently, normally we would give you uh, our last thoughts. And this time around, I just want to uh, give everybody the opportunity to say one last word for the year. Something that we can end this year with and let the audience interpret how they want to. Because <laughs> I know that mine's going to be out there. I don't know about you guys, but... All right, for me, my one last word for the year... Maybe maybe it's a hyphen. Time loop. Hmm. Hmm. There we go. Regardless, it's not two. So, that'll, that'll be my last thing to leave you with, time loop. Let's go, Alex. Uh... I don't really have anything good except for Robin. Okay. That's good. A little bit of ambiguity there. You don't know if he's talking about his daughter or, or the comic book character. Joel, that's a that's a battle pass. Um, <laughs> my, my last word. Uh, it's probably more forward looking, but uh, VR. Hmm. All right. I know a little bit about that. Hopefully, we'll get to share more as the year goes on. Alec. Hmm. Puppers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Very I, excited to get off this podcast and go watch Letterkenny. Who, yeah, I was going to say has, that might not be what it's in reference to, but it might very well be what it's in reference to. Who has I've tried seen like three episodes of Letterkenny, so probably not. Who has tried a Puppers? Uh, they only released it in Canada and in one of the provinces, so I would hazard to say none of us. Garbage. Yep. You got a, a beef with Canada? No, I need. If I need to import it, I'll never have it. Don't contact me, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, that'll be a wrap on our game of the year episode, as well as this year for Super GG Radio. Uh, we will be looking forward to seeing everybody in the new year. Happy holidays to everyone. Uh, but before we go, a couple of things here. You can find us on Twitter at SuperGGRadio and Twitch TV, or you can, Twitch, which is 
twitch.tv slash superggradio where we are still streaming. Uh, probably going to be on break this next week or so, but after the new year, we'll be back strong. Scheduling may change, but for sure, you can find us on Thursdays uh, with a podcast and then everything else kind of up for debate right now. New year, new you kind of thing, guys. So if you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is mail at superggradio.com and provide a review on iTunes or the weight, the tunic beta was also really cool of your choice. <laughs> I don't know who threw that in there, but... That's pretty good. That's yeah, actually really good. Needed an extra shout out to Tunic. All right. Well, Zelda like a fox. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, Happy New Year. GG, Alex. GG, Getty. GG, Joel. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Aw. Good game, Alec. GG, Getty. And Happy New Year, guys. <laughs>